You. 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 What the deal, my brother? Oh. All right, you already know. We in here. Let's get right to the shits. All right. Want to welcome everybody to episode 13 of the Play Action Podcast. I am your host, Matt, here with my brother from another, Tyler, a.k.a. Ty Dollar Sign. Yes, sir. As always, got a whole lot to get into. Um, what we want to start off with, bro? Uh, start we with? can talk about the news that came out uh, between last night or this morning, whenever it was, with uh, your man's on the Chargers. Ah, yeah. Okay. Kick it off, then, bro. Kick it off. All right. Well, earlier, uh, I don't remember if it was last night or this morning, Melvin Gordon decided that he's done being a child and he's going to show up to work. So they're going to try and they're not, he's not going to play this week, but he's going to start working in. They're going to do his physical and everything. And we're going to see how that does. So I'm just wondering how he's going to look seeing that he hasn't played since last year. Mm hmm. And how, how much are they going to get him involved? Because Eckler and, and Jackson have been killing it. So yeah, I'm curious what what his role in that offense is going to be, or what any of their roles are going to be at that point, or even if they all stay on the team now. Because Chargers know that they got three great running backs back there; they could easily trade one of them out. So you know, there's a lot of potential here with all these, just with him coming back. So yeah, um. Yeah, uh, my thing with that is I'm interested to see, uh, like you said, same thing. I'm interested to see what happens. The coach, Anthony Lynn, made a statement that I thought was very interesting. I read that he said Melvin Gordon, when ready, will be the starter again. And Mm -hmm. I don't know how I feel about that if I'm a Chargers fan. Just as a football fan, I'm sitting there – that's bogus to me. I understand Melvin Gordon is a good running back, you know, a solid running back. But like you just said, Austin Eckler's been killing it, bro. Like, mm-hmm. you know, killing it. He's in shape. He's been there since day one. Why should we, we reward you for, you know, holding out? Now, again, I'm not against uh, players holding out to get their money because we all know it's a business and teams will – get rid of you as soon as they feel you're, you know, you're no longer worth, um, as soon as, you know, they feel you're no longer worth it. So I'm not knocking him for holding, you know, uh, holding out, but at the same time, now, if I'm the team, I'm looking at it like this kid's killing it. Like why I'm not going to reward you. You finally showed up. Cool. Great. We're glad to have you, but I'm not going to just, put put this kid on the back burner who's been killing it every week just because you finally decided to show up. I'm 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 not doing that if I'm them. Um and apparently that might be might be what the situation we're looking at. I just I don't agree with it. Like if it, if I'm the coach and Eckler keeps playing, you go with the hot hand, he's uh you know, he's been there and he's producing. And again, why should I reward you for holding out? We'll use you but I'm not just going to let you come back in, you know, and just claim your 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 starting spot back, you know, with, with Zeke 
it was different because you know it's Zeke and then Tony Pollard. Like, yeah, he was he was cool in the uh, in the in the preseason, but we already you already knew like no Zeke. With this, mm-hmm. you know the, the the separation between Austin Eckler and Gordon what it once was at least not now not to me because I've seen that this kid is more than capable of being our starting three down back so Mm -hmm. you want all this money I'm not going to pay you I've been saying we've both been saying that they should trade him Mm -hmm. obviously they haven't uh, you know gotten the offer that they feel is sufficient but Cool, you're back, but I'm not. If it's me, I, I'm not. I'm not rewarding him. Uh, so what's what's your what's your thoughts on uh, Lynn, Lynn saying that Melvin Gordon, when he's ready, is going to be the starter, and pretty much Austin Eckler is going to go back to coming off the bench. The problem I have with with Anthony Lynn is that he just outright came out and said that he was going to be the starter. Right. It's not about whether he is actually going to be the starter or not. It's that you haven't seen this guy play since last season. You have no idea what he's been doing since, you know, since the beginning of the NFL season because he hasn't been with the team. So how do you know that he's even ready, number one? Number two, how do you know that he doesn't have some lingering injury that we don't know about because he is pretty injury prone? And number three, like you said, Eckler's been killing it. So how are you just going to outright say that Gordon's going to come in, he's going to be our starter, and things are going to go back to the way they were? And that's that's what bothers me is that he just outright said it, like, like, oh yeah, well we're going to work him back in and, and see how he's feeling, and and we'll take it from there. He just outright said, without any kind of speculation, Gordon's coming in, he's going to start for us as soon as he's ready. End of story. Which, I mean, there has to be more of a debate than that because of how well Eckler and Jackson have played. It just, yeah. to me, that, that, doesn't, that doesn't add up. Like, that he's just going to come back out and he's, he's the bell cow. He's the guy you're going to give the ball to, three downs, and maybe Eckler comes in on third down and Jackson comes in when Gordon's tired. Like, it's like all of a sudden their roles are just so diminished that – like I said in the beginning of the podcast, why why would they not try and trade one of them? Or why would one of them not demand a trade? I mean, they're clearly I – w- I said uh, definitely Eckler, but I think even Jackson, both of them could start for other teams. Yeah. So why would they not want to do that, go get paid somewhere else? Because clearly the Chargers, if they're going to have Gordon start, don't really value them. So, you know, right. if that's the case, then you know, I would not blame Eckler or Jackson trying to get out of, out of L.A. or at least fighting that comment because – I mean, and it's, it's, it's a ridiculous. It, it's even crazier because Melvin Gordon has openly said he's out. Once he becomes a free agent, he's gone. So why would why would you want to treat the two running backs that are still going to be there with you once he's gone like dirt? Like, nah, well, you know. He, I get it. You want to get the most use out of him while you have him, but nah. If it was me, you call it petty. You call it whatever. But I'm either I'm either using you off the bench when they need a break, or I've been doing fine just without you anyway. I might even be so petty as to nah. You're just gonna be you're just gonna be uh inactive every week. You could be on the team, but you're not even gonna play. 
Like, now nah, you wanted to sit out. Here you go. You know what I mean? You can report, but you're not playing. Like, and right. if you're gonna if you're gonna use him again, he should come off the bench. In my opinion, if it was again, I don't think it's you can't compare. To me, you can't compare the Zeke situation because the backs you had behind him, you know, Dallas fans want to lie to themselves. Oh, anybody can run behind that offensive line. You're right. You needed you needed Zeke. Yes, the offensive line is good. I'm not saying Tony Pollard wouldn't have produced, but he ain't Zeke. It's a mm-hmm. mock- as far as talent and what make aired aisle between Zeke and everybody else on that or every other running back on that roster. Whereas, like I said, they've been, you know, Austin Eckler. Justin Jackson have proven we're a good one too, and we're gonna kill it without this kid, you know, Melvin Gordon. So I, I don't know. I don't agree with the whole, you know. To me, it's a different situation. And in this, in this specific, nah, bro. Um, if you start out by some chance, if you start out producing them, then we can have that conversation. But after you just sat out, um, after you just sat out for three weeks and all of training camp, I'm not just gonna give you. Back. And, you know, somebody could argue, well, he's not going to play week four. Yeah, because he's not ready. But even when you get, exactly. when you get ready and back into shape, I'm still not going to reward you. You sat out. You wanted, you Okay, you did what's best for you, right? Now I'm going to do what's best for me and my team. You did what's best for you? Cool. Now I'm going to do what's best for our team. I'm going to disrupt the chemistry, and I'm not going to disrupt what's working. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. So... Mm. You know, that's just my take on it. Uh, we seem to be in agreement on that. Um, yeah. All right. Moving on. Let's get to the New York football giants. <laughs> all right. So as we talked about in last week's episode, obviously Daniel Jones was named the starter. He did start on Sunday against the Tampa Bay Bucks, And boy, did he not disappoint. Um. Tyler, I would love to hear what you have to say about this. Um, well, uh, the, the kid played well. I mean, I, I missed watching the game, unfortunately, but I looked at the highlights. I looked at, uh, you know, the way he played, like the extended highlights, not just the touchdowns. So I saw his good plays, his bad plays, um, which was mostly good mm-hmm. plays. <clears throat> And, uh, you know, the offense, I mean, you can kill me all you want. The offense did look totally different. It did look way different than it did the first two weeks and even the past few years. Like, you just don't – our offense looked like a more modern NFL offense. You know, just from – you know, it went from that straight-up drop back and pass. If nobody's open, you either check it down or you get sacked or whatever the case is to – okay, we're going to maybe run with it here. We're going to maybe, you know, pass the slant. We're going to maybe pump. We're maybe going to go deep. We're going to move around in the pocket. We'll move outside the pocket. It was it was just a different overall experience watching the highlights compared to, um, you know, the past few weeks and few years. But what got me the most was the energy I was seeing. Yeah. Because that is energy that I was seeing on the field was not like anything I've seen from the Giants in 
a long time. You know, we've had a lot of losing seasons over the past, pretty much since we last won the Super Bowl. And that energy I saw from us winning one game against the Bucks was unbelievable. You know, I mean, you see Sterling Shepard sprinting across the field. You see Daniel Jones getting lifted in the air. You saw Saquon on crutches sprinting down to the corner of the end zone. Like, it was just – it was like the whole – it was like they just won the Super Bowl. Like, it was unbelievable. And it wasn't because – I don't think it was because they they beat the Bucks. It was because their rookie quarterback led them back from down 18, which, as Matt pointed out to me earlier when we were discussing earlier, Eli has never done. Yeah. And you said he's 0-44? Yeah, the stat that I saw uh, said, yeah, Eli Manning in his career was 0-44 when down 18 or more. So he's never come back from that cut type of deficit in his career. Which I, which I said was, I mean, it's fair that, you know, most quarterbacks probably have a similar record to that. But that was just – just to, to know what happened, I mean – and I watched the highlights, so I can't even imagine what it was like to watch it mm-hmm. live. And even watching the highlights, I was I was getting like goosebumps, and I was getting excited, and I was like, "Where has this team been for so long?" And I, I for the first time in a long time, I actually have like hope for our future yeah. as an organization. Yeah. So, I mean, the the kid definitely outperformed any expectations I had for mm-hmm. him. And I think that a lot of the league and fans had for him, yeah. you know, so I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm blown away. I get it. I mean, it was just one game. So we're going to see how, you know, he handles, you know, the rest of the season. Cause I mean, I don't see how the giants could go back. Obviously at this point, it's, it's Daniel Jones's team now. So it's going to be interesting to see how he plays the rest of the season. But if it's anything like last week, then you know, we got, we got something to be excited about. Yeah. Out the way I fucking told you. I told you. I told you. I told you. I told you. What did I say? What did I say? I don't usually toot my horn, but god damn it, beep beep, motherfucker. Like, what did I say? I mean, did I not say what like it he wasn't the only problem, but he was a huge problem. Elijah Manning was holding this team back. He was. He was holding the team back. He didn't have it anymore. The defense got it, was the main problem. But what did I say last week? Do we not get the ball back? Because the defense was a problem again this week. You gave up mm-hmm. 100 and uh, I think I believe it was 181 receiving yards and three touchdowns to Mike, uh, M- Mike Evans. Uh, you know what I'm saying? And that was with somewhat of a pass rush. We had a couple sacks. And uh, mm-hmm. uh, Janoris Jenkins was still getting beat like he stole some. Uh, he was getting cooked. cooked. Like bad. So, but even with that, we're still scoring points. The kid was poised. He, uh, you know, he, he he didn't let the moment overwhelm him. He he was commanding that offense. I, I mean, as me and Tyler are lifelong Giants fans, I cannot remember the last time I saw – offensively, the ball moved the way that it did. I mean, mm-hmm. I, there might have been more, but I can – and I watched the game in real time. Um, I, 
you know, I flipped back and forth to the red zone when we were on defense, but for the most of the offense, because, I, I mean, I didn't need to watch defense. I know the defense is terrible. So I wanted to watch, uh, you know, I, I wanted to watch uh, Daniel Jones. And I, there might have been more. I'm sure there were. But if there were, there weren't that many. I can honestly remember only two checkdowns. The mm-hmm. one, obviously, where Saquon got injured. And there was another one where he was going to check down to, uh, to Saquon and he missed him. Uh, now, there might have been more. But if there is, there well, couldn't have been that many more. Because the offense was moving, bro. Like, mm-hmm. Every first down, first down, first down, first down. I actually want to look. Um, my fault. I should have did this pre-show, but I actually want want to know how many times we punted. It couldn't have been more than three or four. Like the offense mm. was moving, bro. And, and what did I? What did I say? When when you put when you put, soon as he got the quarterback in. That was his quarterback and was designed to be able to run his offense. The offense opened up. He simplified, Mm -hmm. you know, for it to be uh, Daniel Jones's first start. He wanted to simplify things. Uh, Didn't didn't want to make it too big, uh, the moment too big for the kid. So, yeah, there were some short routes, but there were plenty of deep balls thrown. And even the ones that he didn't complete, it was just, hey, look, I'm going to take this shot. I'm going to... I believe in my receivers. They may not be top-level, top-name receivers, and that goes to the point of, you know, the Eli apologist. Oh, well, we don't have nobody. Our receivers are guard. He's out there playing with those same receivers, bro. He's out there playing with that same offensive line, that same garbage defense, and put up 31 points. Mind you, for the bulk of the game, Without Saquon Barkley, Saquon Barkley got hurt mm. early in the second quarter. So, your rookie quarterback in his first start on the road puts up 31 points without arguably the best running back in the league. Debate your mother. I'm not going to have that. Uh, discuss, uh, I'm not going to have that conversation. But your your best offensive weapon outside of Evan Ingram who we're going to get into too because he's a fucking monster and I think we're going to uh mm-hmm. we're finally going to see that now that he has a real quarterback <laughs> you I, I mean you what what could you say now we should have we should have absolutely lost that game because he scored the game winning drive and yet again the defense the defense blew blew it and I'm like, yep, okay, we're going to lose this game. And by the graces of God, the, the football gods was like, you know what? This kid played amazing. I'm going to give him this win, and I'm going to make this kicker miss a damn near a chip shot. I mean, it was a 40-yard field goal, so it's not a chip shot, but a very makeable field goal. Very makeable, yeah. And he missed, and the kid got his, his, his first win in his first NFL start. Much, much, much deserved. It was Beautiful. Did he make some mistakes? Absolutely. There was a uh, a throw that he made, a bad throw, should have been picked off. He had two fumbles. One wasn't his fault, but the other one was. So ball security is still the biggest knock on him. But again, that can be that can be fixed. And it can also be, you know, if you're going out there points, every every quarterback is gonna throw an interception. Every quarterback is gonna the fumbles would, would worry me a little bit more. But again, um the one that was his fault, he just did like a pump fake, 
and then uh brought it brought like brought the football back down and didn't see the pressure and obviously fumbled. The second time wasn't his fault. It was one of those arguably like could have been a forward pass, but they decided it was a fumble. That kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So that wasn't his fault. But still, if there's one knock still on him, it's ball security. But aside from that, I mean, you couldn't have had a better a better rookie debut. Four touchdowns, two two passing, two running touchdowns by a Giants quarterback. Well, I mean, when? When? Like when when has that ever happened? Uh and, and, and if you go back to last week, what did I say? Exactly what I said is what he did for, for one of the touchdowns. We had an RPO. You can run an RPO with our quarterback now. Like, mm-hmm. and so on top of all that, I want to go even further back to after the draft when we did our episode and everybody killed me. And I said, listen, if this is your guy, I'm okay with you taking him at six. We're going to see if it plays out. And everybody killed the Giants because they said, oh, my God, everybody, this kid is going to be terrible. He would have been there in the second round, the third round. You should have taken Haskins. You should have taken – you could have taken – what's the kid's name from Denver? Uh, Locke. Drew Locke. You could have even taken Will Greer. Why would you take him as – and then when I I came with the reports that – there were a lot of other teams that loved this kid. Everybody, no, he was definitely going to be there at 17. What? And what did I say? There's no guarantee. How do you know he was going to be there at 17? How do you know that all the, these other teams did not like him? How do you know that? You, we, we don't know that. Just because they're saying it now, of course they're going to say, say that post-draft. Because they lost out on him. Of course they're going to say, oh, no, it, it, he would have been there at 17. I said it then that I firmly believed in the reports that I saw that there were other teams and the Redskins were one of them. The Redskins, I don't care what anybody says when they're talking about it was always Haskins. That's a lie. I'm telling you, I saw a report that said everybody in the building loved Daniel Jones except for the owner. Daniel Snyder Hmm. wanted Dwayne Haskins, and that's why, I mean, it wouldn't have mattered anyway because Daniel Jones was already picked. But there was a report that I saw. I forget um, I forget what, who, who, who typed up the article or what, where, you know, I forget all the – I forget all the who, who wrote it or whatever. But I definitely saw a report saying that everybody, all the, the you know, the, all the, the people inside the Redskins building – um, the president of football operations, all the, all of them, even the GM I heard was big on Daniel Jones, but Daniel Snyder wanted Dwayne Haskins. So, and and lucky for them, they didn't have to make that decision because Daniel Snyder, uh, I mean, excuse me, Daniel Jones was already gone. So this also goes back to that, like. This further proves that mm-hmm. further proves that that could have been true. I firmly believe. I still believe. I said it in, in in. I said it in that episode that there were reports that Denver loved Daniel Jones. And if you go back and read between the lines, as soon as Daniel Jones was taken at number six, Denver traded back. 
everybody was like, nah, nah, you don't know that. It wasn't for him. Okay, call it what you want, bro. But now everything is starting to look. And again, like you said, it's one game. And I'm not saying to fit him for a Hall of Fame jacket. I'm just saying, look, bro, he looked good. Now, for the naysayers mm-hmm. and the nitpickers and all that, well, oh, it was Tampa Bay, da 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 da. Cool. But what you can't, there's something to be said. I don't care who it was against. I'm not saying he went out there and faced an elite defense, or even though Tampa Bay's defense is pretty good. But I'm not saying he he yeah. went out there and faced the Bears, which he will. We play we play the Bears this this year. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying he faced an elite defense. I'm saying it doesn't matter. He was still on the road in a hostile environment in, environment for his first NFL start and dropped 31 points. We couldn't the, the ball the ball was moving beautifully, like hitting this one, hitting that one, bombs down the field, the the touchdown throw to, to Sterling Shepard, which some people tried to even knack on him. Nah, he should have went to Benny Fowler. Cool. Benny Fowler would have been an easy, easier read because I went back and I dissected that play. Benny Fowler definitely would have been an easier read. But you cannot definitively say that it was a bad, a bad decision because of the ball placement. He put the ball with two defenders on Shepard, literally in a place where only Sterling Shepard could catch it or it would have been an incompletion. So the ball placement, the being able to read the defense and take what the defense is giving you, move the ball effectively, and you got the win. And you put up 31 points. The first two, uh, the first two games, the first two games of the season, we only put up, I think the first two, the first two games of the season, we put up 31 points total for uh, 14, 14 and 17. Yeah. 14, 14 points the first game, 17 points the second game. First two games, we put up 31 points. He put up 31 in his first game. And what did I say? Mm-hmm. It goes back to what I said. I said, listen, bro, your defense is terrible. And again, it was terrible again this past week. And it's going to be terrible for the rest of the year. But he kept us in the game. And the defense played better. I, I won't say the defense was terrible, but they did get it together I, I want to give them a little bit of a shout-out. They did get it together in the second half. They gave up 28 points. Uh, they gave up 28 points in the first half and um, only three in the second half. So, I'm, excuse me, uh, Daniel Jones actually scored more points than we did the first two. My fault. The score, the final score was 34-31. Am, am, uh, am I correct? 32-31. 32-31. Excuse me. Okay, yeah, we we, uh, we won by a point. So, yeah, he actually put up more points, one point more, but still put up more points in one game than we did um, the, the entire two weeks before that as an offense. So I said that as a, even when your defense is bad, if you have good quarterback play, you can still keep yourself in the game and potentially, like he did, win the game, albeit with a little bit of help uh, uh, from Tampa Bay's kicker. But, mm-hmm. you know, Eli Manning was not the biggest problem, but he has been a huge problem for the Giants for quite some time. And finally, we have quarterback play. I wouldn't have gave a damn if we lost that game. I'd have been mad because, you know, just because the Giants lost. But I would have still been very encouraged by what I saw. 
I wouldn't have blamed him. You know what? He let for you to lead your team down there and and score a potential game winning drive after playing very well throughout the whole game, score a potential game winning drive, and then you only lose the game because your defense sucks. I'm not going to put that on the kid. He still would have played at one hell of a game, and I still would have been very mm-hmm. encouraged from what I saw. So I say all that to say, listen, bro, you can say what you want about Dave Gettleman. You can say what you want about Pat Shermer. I, my biggest thing, and I'm, and so far he's still proven me right. My biggest thing with Dave Gettleman is that he has missed completely, very horribly bad in free agency, but he's killed it in the draft, bro. And now we can, you know, pause a little bit because you still have to see, uh, obviously it's only one game, but you have to be encouraged what you saw from um, Daniel Jones and not just from him, from what you saw from uh, the X-Man. I don't know how to say say his, say his name, Eximenes or Eximenes? whatever. Yeah, great game. Had a great game. Connolly, the the linebacker, had a good game. Dexter Lawrence, another one, uh, first round pick, had a good game. DeAndre Baker, who's been playing terrible the first two games, had a very solid game, very good game. So the whole, the almost the entire rookie class showed up. As a whole, as a unit. And like you said, it was from, I firmly believe, from the infectiousness of a rookie quarterback coming in and saying, we're going to do this. And even when before he scored the uh, the final touchdown drive that he ran in, the touchdown, Sterling Shepard and uh, some of the other receivers had said before that drive, he got us all. He got in the huddle. He looked everybody in the set, in the face like a veteran quarterback, and quote said, "We're gonna go win this fucking game." And they said, as soon as he said that, we all got pumped. Like, all right, let's do it. Like, lead lead us, young boy. Let's go. And he did just that. So you should be very encouraged. And all I gotta say is, I told you so. I told you. I told you. Can you guys? Can you guys tell how hyped he's been to do this episode since? Sunday? I mean, li- listen, bro. I, I, I just. <laughs> I mean, again, it, it, it. Listen, I've been saying how long have I, bro? We've been friends for three years. How long? Have, how yeah. long have I been? I this ain't new. When you first, I'm like, no, Elijah's gotta go. I'm like, I'm telling you, it, 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 it's Elijah, bro. He ain't the only problem, but he's part of the problem. And so I just really want to know. I, now I can I I can only talk to you because we're friends and we do this podcast together and we talk a lot during the week. But I really wish I wish I could take it past this. I want to talk to Linda Cone. I want to talk to Sean O'Hara. I want to talk. <laughs> I, you know, I want to talk to David Deal and all these other people like you, who were these Eli apologists. Oh my God, how could you do that? That's why, because he stinks. He's not good anymore. And you got a kid. And you, mister, they're giving up on the season. And what did I say last week, too? Maybe it's not that. Maybe they think this is going to save their season because they believe this kid is better than you. And lo and behold, holy shit, who would have knew? He's better than you. Like, Eli Manning's not not winning that game down 18. We've already said 0-44. He's not winning that game. Mm-hmm. We were through two games, five for 26 on third down. I can't even count how many third down conversions. I think we had 
nine, ten, maybe. I don't know. I got to fact check. But we had more in that game than we had all season so far because of quarterback play and because of his mobility. And that's all I was trying to say is he's not the only he's not the only problem, no. But he's a huge part of the problem. And you saw it. So we'll see. We got uh we got the Redskins coming up on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And then then he'll really be tested. We got the following week also at home uh, against Minnesota. A de- uh, you know, a good defense. So mm-hmm. get tested. And then you gotta go into New England the week after, Bill Belichick. So, he's going to get tested without a doubt. And then down uh, – And this is all going to be without Saquon, too. Yeah. Down the road uh, – and down the road, you got to go to Chicago and face the Bears. But I believe um, – I believe by that game, Saquon should be back. So, you'll, you'll get a little boost then. But uh, before that, you know, you're going to have um, – you're going to have the Packers, who have a, seem to have a better defense – you know you're gonna play game. You're gonna uh you're gonna play games against teams that have better defenses. So we're gonna see, and he's gonna struggle. He's a rookie. He's gonna make mistakes. He's gonna struggle. I'm not saying again. I'm not saying fit him for a Hall of Fame jacket. I'm just saying he's better than Eli. And it wasn't it wasn't hard to see. And I didn't understand what all the crying was about. Like, and so right now, I look like a genius. Dave Gettleman looks like a genius, even if only for one week. And Pat Shermer looks like a genius. And it's all because, thank you, New York Giants, for finally not feeling sympathetic to people like Tyler. (laughs) And being like, you know what, thank you, but just like every other quarterback, at some point you're going to get replaced. And this kid is better than you. Tyler, do you have anything else? Because I made my point. I'm ready to move on. I, I think I think you covered it pretty good. I mean, uh, you know, there's not much I have to say about the whole situation. I I told you what I thought of the game and and of how he played. I mean, and... I mean, were you all right though? Like, I I like emotionally. Did you did you make it? I mean, did you I, make it through okay? Just a couple tears. I drank a lot, <laughs> but uh, I'm. I made it through. Oh, all right, all right. You know, because I'm here for you. You're still my boy at the end of the day. I'm here for you. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're still my boy at the other day. I don't understand the love affest with Eli, but I'm here for you. You know what I'm saying? We're going to get through this together, and Danny Dimes is going to help us. Danny Dimes. Danny, he doesn't even like that nickname. Danny Dimes. I mean, DJ, Danny Dimes, whatever you want to call him, cool. You can call him Daniel Jones. I don't give a damn, as long as he still keeps playing like that. Mm-hmm. That's fair. All right, moving on. Uh, I mean, well, are you shocked? Another week, another Antonio Brown story. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, at this point, it's just every redundant. week. Yeah, it's just redundant. In case you've been living under a rock, Antonio Brown got signed by the Patriots, played one game for them, and then got fired on his day off. Got released. Another sexual allegation came out. It's not looking too good. Again, I'm not going to fully kill him because still in all, even with this new allegation, there's been no police report, no nothing, but it doesn't look good, and he's not helping himself by his behavior. So with all the off-the-field issues and the way he conducts himself, 
in the locker room and just I, I I mean I don't know we're at we're at a point now where it's a legit question will he ever play in the NFL again so that's what I want to talk about I say yes but I want to know what what you think Ty um I mean I think a lot of it is determined by how this whole thing goes but um I'm going to say yes, but not this season. I think that this season for him is going to be done. I don't see any team taking a chance on him while this is all through the air. And I don't know if I talked about this last week, but I know I talked about it with you. He's gone through three of the hardest-nosed coaches in the league. Mike Tomlin, John Gruden, and Bill Belichick. I mean, you will not find three smarter, tougher head coaches than that. And he could not – they they could not deal with him, and to me, I don't know what other coaches out could deal with him if if the three of them can't, you know. Especially, I mean, after such a short time period, Mike Tomlin obviously did the best job holding all of this under wraps for however long Brown was on the Steelers for. But I mean, the Raiders and Patriots lasted a few months combined, so it's like I don't know of any coach that can do that that can deal with him. Especially when he's still acting like right. Petty. You know, he's he's tweeting all about like oh uh what was he tweeting about? He was tweeting about the um He was bringing up other people's other I know he's bringing up other people's stories, bringing up yeah. Roethlisberger and Robert Kraft. He was doing something else I can't think of off the top of my head, but um he was being real petty about it. He was like trying to get a quote from like other people or like so he was like tag this or uh tag this picture or whatever it was, but either way, he, he's being all petty online just, you know, because nobody's right. signing Not helping him himself. Not helping himself. He's He's got to mature. I mean, I don't know how he is going to mature this late in his career. Like, you know, this is something like a rookie would potentially do, and even a rookie, you're not going to put up with this very long. So, right. he's he's going to have to do some kind of personality turnaround if he wants to come back. I definitely don't see that happening this year. Because I don't see any team that's willing to deal with that. He's been a cancer to both the Raiders and even the Patriots. I mean, the Patriots dealt with it, but I think that if he stayed on there long enough, it would have it would have ended up hurting that team. So, yeah. Um, no, I don't think he plays this year. But just pure talent wise, if these allegations all get dropped and settled, and he doesn't end up getting convicted of anything, then I would be shocked. I mean, we've seen crazier things happen. We've seen. Tyreek Hill didn't miss a game until he got hurt, and we saw Kareem Hunt. Yeah, he got cut, but now he's going to have a second chance with the Browns yeah. when he comes back. You know, we've seen crazier things happen with AP. I mean, we, we've seen some crazy things that people have come back from and have been just fine. So I can still see him definitely coming back. Just I just think there's too too much chaos right now. Yeah. And, you know, teams are starting their stride at this point in the season. So, yeah, I, I would say not this year, but – just talent-wise, I can see him coming back. Yeah. I I think he had a point when he brought up Ben Roethlisberger. I just don't think it was the right time. It was just like, you know, because it makes you look like, even if you're right, it makes you look like you're not taking, you know, you're not owning up to your own shit. You're trying well, to... He's also, he's also comparing himself to a bad, like a, a bad example. You want to be compared to Ben? You want to be compared to Robert Kraft? I mean, even if they didn't really get punished, you're comparing your behavior no. to their behavior. Uh, I don't think that that was a bad example because it was the same thing. 
uh, Ben Roethlisberger had multiple rape allegations against him. So that was the comparison. He got a slap on the rape. He was never even suspended. He was never nothing. He didn't miss no time. You know, he uh, there's rumors that he pretty much paid the girls off and the charges got dropped. But there were were there were undoubtedly 100 percent more than one allegation against Ben Roethlisberger as far as rape. And he was never suspended. He was never released. He was never any of that. It was just pretty much for all intents and purposes swept under the rug. And now, I'm I'm not defending him or, or what he did or didn't do. I'm more defending the fact that, I mean, this is going to sound terrible the way I'm putting it, but it, that's all he did. And now compared to what Brown has done a lot more in the past few months than just the allegations yeah, that are coming out now. And I think that's I, just putting I, everybody over the top. I hear you, but I, I'm not saying you're wrong, but I think this, the rape allegations obviously make everything else look very, very, very minuscule. Right. So, the main issue right now, like, even with all the BS that he was doing, he would 100% still be on a team if it was not for the rape allegations. So... Yeah, but I'm saying if it was only the rape allegations, then I, I'm not so sure that he, he gets cut. I'm not so ugh. sure teams don't hear him out. Because, you know what, if he's done nothing wrong, if you've got a clean record and you've behaved and you've you know played well and you haven't caused any issues, and then all of a sudden this charge comes out. You're telling me the team's just going to cut you just off allegations, or are they going to maybe hear you out because they're like, oh, well, you're a decent human being. Let's see how this all plays out instead of being like, ah, now we know what kind of guy you are and you know how you act around us. We we know you pretty well, and you're you're a clown. And now all of a sudden you got allegations against you. I you know there's too much going on right now. I, I can't. Yeah, the it, everything as a whole. I get I get what you're saying. Um, I. I, I'm with you. I don't know if, if he sees the field again this season. It wouldn't shock me only because, like, it would shock me in the in the sense of – it wouldn't shock me if he got signed again this season, but it would shock me if he hit the field again this season because I believe with everything, with the investigation going on now, he would probably be placed on the commissioner-exempt list. Mm-hmm. So, which – effectively would make him not be eligible to play anyway. So I think that's another, that's another, and I think that also is a part of the reason why the Patriots cut him. I don't think it was in specific, the specific case of the Patriots. I don't, he wasn't there long enough to, to be any type of a headache to them um, outside of the, you know, the allegations, like Mm -hmm. he wasn't there long enough to, to create any type of bad vibe or, or nothing. He was there literally for like eight days. So, I think it was, you know, you're getting a second allegation now. You're more than likely probably going to be put on the uh, commissioner exempt list. So I think it was just the Patriots being smart, saving themselves this money that we, you know, we committed to you and we're going to release you and end up paying you the bare minimum because you're going to end up getting put on the the commissioner exempt list and then we're going to have to pay you all this money. So Mm. I think that's what it was as far as the Patriots were concerned. I don't think he did anything specifically to them. It was more a business move. Like, nah, bro, you're probably going to get put on the commissioner's exempt list because you're getting now a second rape allegation against you. Doesn't look good. All this investigations. And technically, they signed him before the first 
uh, like a day before the, the the first rape allegation came out. He was still on, on I know it seemed, it doesn't seem like it because it seems like everything has just been going on for so long, but mm-hmm. they did. They signed him a day before that came out. So they signed him just off the the um the removal from the Raiders with all the helmet and all that other bullshit. Right. So we stuck with you through the first rape allegation. We're we're gonna let it play out and see what happens. Then within a week you get a second one. Yeah, this doesn't look good. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Even if you didn't do it, it just it just doesn't look good. And they're probably gonna suspend you or put you on a commission exempt list until an investigation is completed. And then even after a comp- uh, the investigation is completed, you're probably gonna get suspended. So that's all that time that you're missing, all the time that we're gonna be having to cut these checks to you, and you're not gonna be able to be on the field producing for us. In which his first game, he looked really solid for them. He did, but and I think that's a know, big reason why someone will deal with him in the future, just not this year. Yeah, that's fair. Um, all right, we'll see how that plays uh, plays out. Uh, any other thoughts before we move on on that situation? Uh, no, I think we pretty much covered him. I don't want to spend too much time on him. I hate giving him the attention. <laughs> all right, uh, moving on. Taking it back to the NFC East, I want to talk about these Washington Deadskins. Um. And going back to the Daniel Jones, Dwayne Haskins argument, if anybody watched uh, the debacle of a game on Monday Night Football uh, between the Redskins and the Bears, where the Bears' defense was just annihilating uh, the Redskins' offense, and your man's Case Keenum out there, five turnovers, three picks, including a pick six, I want to talk about why Washington is hiding Dwayne Haskins. I want to talk about because I I thought I mean I thought for sure at halftime when it was twenty eight to nothing that we were going to see Dwayne Haskins in the second half. What more did you need to see from Case Keenum? This goes back to week one, my argument with the Giants, and this is my point, pro, uh, you know, proving that I wasn't being emotional. I'm thinking of it from any standpoint. If you got a young kid. But, you know, Eli was more, like I said, it was more a, senti- a sentimental thing as far as I'm concerned. It was, oh, it's Eli. He's the legend. Two quarter, uh, two Super Bowls. Our guy. We're not going to do that to him. I didn't agree with that. But I damn sure don't agree with you mm-hmm. trotting this bum Case Keenum back out there. Like, what, for what? It's Case Keenum. Like, you drafted Dwayne Haskins 15th overall. And as you uh, would imagine, post, uh, post-game post interview, that was the talk to Jay Gruden. Like, why didn't you let the kid play? What was the point of, uh, of trying Case Keenum? He was stinking up the joint. Like, yeah. and his response is, he's just not ready. Now, I want to know how, what what is he not that ready for? I mean, because you felt he was going to be good enough to – I mean, you took him 15th overall. He's still in the first round. He might not be – he might not top 10. But, again, he – everybody felt like he was going to go in the top 10. Everybody felt like the Giants should have drafted him instead of Daniel Jones at 6. So, you drafted him 15th overall. You got a bum of a quarterback out there playing. Now, Case Keenum hasn't been ter- – he was terrible Monday night. But he hasn't been terrible. But it's still – it's Case Keenum. 
career journeyman. Like you, he's not your future. He's not your zero and three now. Why? And still, in all, did uh, starting on week uh, on Sunday, is Case Keenum. So, to my question is, how bad is Dwayne Haskins struggling that? Washington won't throw him out. What do they have to lose at zero and three? Your season is pretty much in the in in the in the tank now. You know the the percentage of teams making the playoffs after starting zero and two is like I think like six percent. So zero and three. I mean, yeah, you're not making the playoffs. So unless you have some miraculous turnaround, and you're not doing that with Case Keenum. So what 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 do you like again? Further, you know, further boosted this argument about what I said uh, post draft when I said I saw all these reports also saying that people didn't think the margin was that great between Dwayne Haskins and Daniel Jones, my guy who is a a draft savant, a draft guru, a football guru, the one and only Mel Kiper. I remember on draft night saying, "Listen, bro." I, do you think this is a little high at six for Daniel Jones? No. And I'm going to tell you why. Because if you think he's your guy, take him. And the notion, this is from, I remember him saying this, the notion that Dwayne Haskins is miles and miles and miles ahead or better than Daniel Jones is just simply not true. And I saw a clip from Mel Kiper once again uh, being today talking about it on first take doubling down on that. So you can go back to the draft. I said, I don't know why everybody is so down on this this kid, Daniel Jones. He can play. And the notion that Dwayne Haskins is so much better than him is just simply not true. And I don't know, bro. I mean, we haven't seen him play yet, but it's got to make you wonder, like, what, what's the deal? What's up? What do you think, Ty? Um... Because there's no, I mean, what, what, what can you? He, he's they're zero and three, bro. And Case Keenum sucks. <laughs> well, it will like call a spade a spade. Case Keenum sucks. Why will? Why is Dwayne Haskins not playing? Outside of the fact that they're saying he's not ready, that would scare me if I was a Washington Redskins. Now I get it, you don't want to rush him, but he's got to play at some point. And what you know that would scare. What do you mean he's not ready? I, I it was so bad that I heard that if Case Keenum couldn't go on Sunday, that they were going to start Colt McCoy. Like that that's an indictment, bro. I'm I'm sorry that 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 don't look too good. And again, I'm he's a rookie, but I don't know. Talk to me because that would scare me if I was a Redskin fan. I I mean I don't understand. I don't understand it either. I mean you you clearly. I mean, yes, Case went against the Bears D. Bears D is ferocious. We all know that. Um, but we obviously yeah, think hey, he could have played. Hey, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. My fault. Don't want to cut you off. Joe Flacco went against that Bears D, too. And 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 not saying he lit it up, but they, the, the Bears only won that game by two points. So Joe Flacco at least kept him in the game, and he sucks, too. Yeah, so, well, I mean, what just, they won, just they won that, that game, what, 16 to 14 or something? 16 to 14. Redskins by, uh, 15. Yeah, I okay. Mean, so, it's not like that. if that were the score, it would have been closer, obviously. But, yeah. Um, no, I mean, look, he, he played terrible. There's, I'm not defending him whatsoever. But, 
He I, sucks. I'm still defending the Bears defense because Aaron Rodgers didn't play well against the Bears defense. I no, I get I get that. We know so, how elite we know how elite I, the Bears defense I know, is. And I'm not I, but can you let me finish? Case Keenum sucks. <laughs> I'm not defending Case Keenum. I'm defending the Bears' defense. But you said before, you texted me when I was at the Giant game and Eli was doing terrible, that Case Keenum was killing it. You said that those words exactly. Case Keenum's killing it. So Yeah, he well well in the first half against against the Eagles, yeah. And in the second half he stumped up the joint. I'm I'm talking about against Dallas. You texted me when Uh, they were playing Dallas. Case, uh, I said, ah, he wasn't killing it. No, think of that, that's what Dallas you said. Was, I was at the game, so Dallas, I didn't see it, but nah, Dallas was, uh, Dallas was controlling that game. He wasn't, he was killing it the week before against, um, the first half against the Eagles. Dallas controlled that whole game. I don't, I don't remember that, but continue. But all right, and I don't think he had turned the ball over, if I remember right. I think he had five touchdowns and no picks coming into that game. On Monday? Um, pro- that might be right, yeah. I think I remember. So, I mean, yeah, he had a terrible game. And I'm not trying to defend him, but, you know, maybe that's what they're looking at. I'm, try- I'm trying to see from their perspective is that, yeah, they- you saw that he had a terrible game against the Bears, which isn't, like, unimaginable because, like I said, the Bears' defense is nasty. But you mm-hmm. saw two good weeks of his play before that where he kept them in the game. You know, obviously they were in the game against Philly. And then Philly just went off in the second half, and they were they were in the game against Dallas too, and not two scrub teams either. So there are the Bears, but you know, and Keenum tried to do the comeback in the second half, and it didn't work out. But and I'm with you that they should they should have just gone to Haskins in the first place, and I don't know why. And it could very well be that he is just really not playing that well. But like you said, they're zero three. You really don't have anything to lose at this point. Your defense is, is terrible. They're, they're very similar to our team from when you really look at it. You know, defense is terrible. Offense, you know, they've been putting up better points than we were. Um, but, you know, they, they, they got young receivers out there. Why not throw a young quarterback out there too and right. you know, see what's going on? I mean, like you said, KCM's a journeyman. He's not like a guy that's going to come in and be your franchise quarterback. If that were the case – the Vikings would have locked him down after he had that magical season a few years ago. Right. And they didn't. They let him go for a reason. So, you know, and then he hasn't been the same since. So they, they knew something that the rest of the NFL didn't until now. And now we all know that he's still the same journeyman that he was. Right. So, you know, I think I, I think eventually they have to. I don't see any other reason why. Maybe, you know, I said last week that the Giants should wait till a week week six or eight to do it. I wouldn't be surprised if Washington did something like that. Cause honestly, I don't know how much longer Jay Gruden's going to last. Yeah. Definitely see them, them getting rid of Jay Gruden within the next uh, few weeks. If this continues, especially if, if case is the quarterback, right. I think he's got a better shot of keeping his job. If Haskins goes in there, he plays. I mean, you could, then you can blame it on him and say, Oh, he's a rookie. He's, he's trying, you know, I can't do much with this. I don't know what you want me to do. And then maybe he can kind of save his job. So I'm, I'm, I'm surprised on Jay Gruden's, half that he's not pushing more for Haskins because right. I mean you, in terms of his job that that's yeah. something that's going to help you keep that because it doesn't matter how your team plays after that because right. you had a rookie quarterback you're, you're doing your best you know you don't right. see coaches get fired when the rookie quarterback doesn't play well right so um, you know, that part is, is odd to me but I mean again maybe they just 
think Case is that you know that much better. I mean, because I close with the younger kid to make him better. Because you know what you're going right. to get out of Case Keenum. So how right. far is the difference between right. and Keenum that's and what I'm saying. So That's I'm, what I'm saying. That is that is a little concerning. If I'm a Redskins fan, I'm definitely concerned with with that. Because Case Keenum hasn't done anything since since he was on the Vikings. And Pat Shermer was able to kind of work work things through with him. But right. I mean, he, he went to Denver and he was terrible. He came to Washington. He's been he's been okay. But I mean, like you said, you know, we're we know we're gonna get out of him. So why are we still doing this? Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, and just to backtrack a little bit, you're definitely thinking about the week before because I I just went through our text messages. I said nothing about Case Keenum that day. So <laughs> I don't know. You're definitely thinking about uh the week before when they played the Eagles. Um, yeah, I'm our our entire. I'm looking at it right now. Our entire conversation was about the Giants. Uh, but moving on, yeah, he, uh, you know, he sucks. I mean, and the kid should play. And, again, even if you feel like he's not ready, if he's not, quote, unquote, not ready right now, I mean, really, how many, how how much more ready is he going to be in a couple of weeks no, from nope. sitting? All right, I don't like, want to cut you off, but I found the text mm. because it's definitely during the Cowboys game because it literally says Case Keenum lighting it up that Cowboys D right now. Where? I don't have, I don't have that. Um, uh, it was obvious. It was the day of the giant game. I can show you this later. We don't have to yeah, do yeah, we're not, gonna, we're, not gonna, we're not gonna hold up. <laughs> we're not gonna hold up. But but you uh, definitely said that, so I'm, I'm I telling didn't say you that. that you, I'll I didn't show say you. That shit. I'll show you. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, moving on. Let's talk real quick before we get into our week three recap and reactions, and then eventually our week four picks, I wanted to get into your thoughts of the breaking news that came out just a a couple of hours ago. They announced the Super Bowl halftime show, and it will be Jennifer Lopez and Shakira. Hmm. Uh, Okay, I guess. Uh, You know, Jennifer Lopez obviously can put on a good show. Uh, I haven't seen Shakira perform in years. But uh, mm. she, you know, she can put on a good show. Them two together, I guess, could could do something iconic. I guess it's it's an intriguing combo, I guess. Um, but I don't know, man. These uh, the these Super Bowl halftime shows are just just been cheeks lately. Like who who um who even did it? Like wasn't it Maroon Five? That was terrible. No, last year, oh, my, yeah, that was terrible. And I like Maroon Five, but that's not. That's not somebody you get to perform at the Super Bowl halftime show. At least with these two, you know they'll be dancing, they'll be entertaining. Uh, you know, it has potential, I guess. It doesn't knock my socks off, but you know, I I I guess. I just wanted your quick reaction and your thoughts to that. Um I mean, I don't usually watch the halftime show anyway. Oh yeah, okay. And this in this case, I might just watch it and and mute it. Just because <laughs> <laughs> the disrespect. <laughs> I mean, it's I don't know. I'm, I'm not a big fan of either one of their like music. I don't even know if she's out with a song in the past like ten years. But yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, for lack of a better way to put it, they're they're both hot. So I will watch it. But I will <laughs> right, probably right. not. People, have are, people are gonna watch watch for that if nothing else. So that's um, really, I mean, I, like I said, I don't usually watch the halftime show anyway. Usually that's when I'm, you know, kind of figuring out what the hell just happened in the first half of the game. But 
um, and, you know, placing bets and checking boxes and, and whatnot. But, you know, that, that might be the only reason I watch it, if that's the case, since that's the case. Uh, all right. Well, moving on, we're going to get into our week three recap and reactions segment. Uh, you know, go over the games, talk about them, what happened, uh, if we got the picks right, and then uh, go on to our week four picks to close out the show. Uh, last week we recorded, like we're doing now, on Thursday, but we were a little late uh, later in the evening, so we were actually recording while the Thursday night game was going on, the Titans and the Jags, so we didn't give a winner for that because the, the Jags were already putting the ass whooping on the Titans. Uh, they won that game 20 to seven Titans are out there losing to a backup quarterback. Nobody's ever heard of. (laughs) And, you know, shout out to my bro who couldn't be with us, but that's why we don't pick the Titans because they suck. Like the games that they're supposed to win. Like I wouldn't have killed them for losing at home uh, on, on, excuse me, on the road against the Browns, especially with all the Browns off season hype and all the moves they made. That was a game. All right. If you lost that game, Nah, nobody's going to kill you for that. You were a six-and-a-half-point underdog. Vegas even expected you to lose that game. You go out and not only win the game, you dominate it. And then for the next two weeks, you stink up the joint. You, you, you lost at uh, – I think the Indy game was at home too. It might have been Indianapolis. I don't remember. But they lost that game to Jacoby Brissett, now the starting quarterback, but technically a backup. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you lose again. Albeit on the road, but still at Jacksonville against a backup quarterback and get dominated. Like, I mean, the score was only 20 to 7, but it's the score seems a lot closer than it was. It was straight domination from tip off. Like, so. Yeah, it, that that, it, that was bad. I mean, you know, Titans suck, Jaguars win. Uh, we didn't give it, we didn't give our predictions on that. Uh, then we had what we just talked about, Giants at Buccaneers. We both ch- uh, were trying to not be homers, went with the Buccaneers, felt like that was a game that they should win, and they didn't because of Danny Dimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, next game, we had Bengals at Bills. We both picked the Bills to go 3-0. and They did. The Bengals fucking suck. They're 0-3. <laughs> Uh, you know, the, the the Bills' offense didn't even look that great, but it didn't matter. Their defense enough, is pretty good. Yeah. It, they did enough to win. Dolphins at Cowboys. Everybody, their mother knew the Cowboys were going to win. Mm-hmm. Dolphins are a fucking junior varsity team. They suck. Cowboys win 30, 31-6 in a blowout, which we all knew was coming. Broncos at Packers. Um, I believe we both picked the Packers. Uh, Packers won 27-16. Packers are 3-0 and for the first time in a while. Looking very good. Looking like a strong, strong contender coming out of the, the NFC. Uh, D- defense is playing well. Aaron Rodgers is playing well. They're putting up points. The Broncos suck, too, like like these other teams. So, I mean, we expected the Packers to win. Mm-hmm. Uh, Falcons at Colts. I stupidly, even though I knew, I knew the Falcons couldn't be trusted on the road. I, told I took the Falcons you. anyway. Shout out to Ty Dollar. He picked it. Good game. Good game. Uh, the, Col- the Colts were whooping ass at first. I, it was really looking like, I was like, damn, I knew it. Like, And the Falcons uh, scored points towards the end, but uh, the Colts held on 27-24, uh, uh, improving 2-1. and one. 
the Falcons fall to one and two. Cheeks like us. <laughs> Just like uh, us. Right. You know, but, uh, you know, we, I don't know. Our future's looking bright, so there's that. Next game, uh, the game of the week, in my opinion. We all thought this was going to be good, a great game. It did not disappoint. Chiefs, Ravens. Chiefs pull out, pull out the win, thirty-three to twenty-eight. Shout out to me. I said it, I said it would be a close game by. Uh, I could see it being by field goal. It was a little bit more than that, five points. We were both but it was in still the a middle. close game. Yeah, we were both all right in the middle. Uh, we were. Ty said he 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 thought it would be about a touchdown. So yeah, we're both pretty pretty much right there. Uh, great game, but as we expected, Ferrari Pat man. I mean, unstoppable. Unreal what this kid can do. It's just it's not even fair. Uh, moving on, we had Raiders Vikings. Vikings pull out the win. We all both we both picked the Vikings. Knew this was going to be an ass whooping. The Raiders are cheeks. <laughs> uh, the Vikings play well at home, even though I again I will continually say I have no faith in Kirk Cousins. He's ass, but they didn't need to. I mean, they're playing they're playing the Raiders. It didn't matter who was quarterback. I could have been the damn quarterback. We would have won. Um. <laughs> So, yeah, there's that. Uh, moving on, Patriots, Jets. We knew this was going to be a debacle. Surprisingly, though, the Jets actually did cover the spread. They did. But still lost 30-14. to 14. No surprise there. Lions and Eagles, another good game. Mm-hmm. Um, did we both pick the Eagles? Or did, yeah, I don't think – I think we both picked the Eagles. I don't think either one of us picked picked the. I think I think you're right because I think I thought that that once was going to bounce back after that game against Atlanta. Yeah, 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 yeah. You was like, yeah, because because the, the Lions had went on the road and won the week before. So, and I remember you saying, uh, yeah, I don't think they're going to do that again. Well, guess what? They did it again. Uh, yeah, the Lions are two and one, playing two zero oh and right? one. One, yeah, they haven't even lost yet. No, That's right. They technically haven't lost. They have that They're, they're, they're playing Ferrari Pack ne- next week, so. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's an L. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's, that. That, that's an L. Um, the, the, the Eagles, man, uh, shout out to you. You picked the Cowboys to win the division. Still early, but the Cowboys are 3-0, and 2-0 in the division. The Eagles are 1-2, about to play tonight, and about to play that bad man. Yeah, so, in, in Lambeau. In Lambeau. So, it, I mean, unless, you know, unless Carson Wentz finally wakes up, you know, I, I, and now a little disclaimer. I get it. They're they're pretty banged up. They got a lot of injuries, especially on the offense. Uh, but still, in all, they sh- you know um, played good enough. They only lost by a field goal, but still at home. That's a game you got to win. I get I get it. You have injuries, but next man up. You're at home. That's a game you got to win. They're one and two. Possibly could be staring down one and three. They got to win tonight. I don't know how they're gonna do it. Uh, but. Yeah, they got to win tonight, or it's it's gonna get ugly real fast, real quick in Philly. Uh, so they could stare at one and one and three, but we'll see how that plays out. Panthers and Cardinals. Damn man, I picked the Cardinals to win this game, and Kyle Allen just said, "Fuck me!" Like he, he went off. Not, yeah, I mean, who who knew? I I mean, listen, listen, Cam, bro. I don't know, dog. You know, you and your injuries, and even when you're not when you're not injured, you out there stinking up the joint lately. And I ain't saying this kid is the answer, but I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know if he's safe. I don't know if he's safe. I don't know. And then, and even, and even behind them, you got the third pick, Will Greer, mm-hmm. sitting on the, you know, sitting on the bench. Cam, it, it, it could get real for you real quick, bro. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, the Panthers go on the road, put an ass whooping on the Cardinals, thirty-eight to twenty. Uh, Kyler Murray, 
Uh, he played okay. Uh, he had two two touchdowns, but he also had two picks, uh, and he only threw for 173 yards. So pretty pedestrian. Not not the best day, but he he's not going to kill him. His team is cheeks. Moving on. Uh, Texans at Chargers. We said this was going to be a good good game. I believe I picked the Chargers. Did you pick the Texans? I did, man. I did. You you did pick the Texans. Shout out to you. Texans go mm-hmm. on the road, win twenty seven to twenty. No Chargers, no. No cheeks. Yeah, cheeks. One and two. Uh, Steelers at Forty ers Steelers are zero and three. No Big Ben. I guess can't really kill them too much. Uh, the 49ers are handling business, man. They're playing Cheeks teams, but they're winning. 3-0. and Shout out to them. They win 24-20, to even though I fucking hate the 49ers. Uh, Saints at Seahawks. Uh, man, big, big shout out to Teddy Bridgewater. 33-27 road win uh, at Seattle. I don't care if they're not, if Seattle doesn't have the Legion of Doom no more. That's still a very, very tough, tough place to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he went on, went out on that road, on you know, on the road and looked like old Teddy Bridgewater, uh, you know, post, uh, excuse me, prior to that devastating injury. Uh, you know, yardage-wise wasn't crazy, but he didn't turn the ball over, had two touchdowns, and again, did enough to win the game. So, shout out to the Saints. Uh, we both said all they got to do is tread water until Breeze can come back, and it looks like... Teddy Bridgewater might be able to do that for them. So, shout mm-hmm. out to them for that. Uh, then you had the Rams at the Browns. I mean, I don't know if this the hype got to the Browns. I don't know what's going on, but it's looking real bad. It's looking like same old Browns. Like, it is. Even with the addition, uh, I mean, all the offseason moves they made, trading the first-round pick to get Odell Beckham, trading for Olivier Vernon, uh, drafting – uh, Greedy Williams on the defense. I mean, it just uh, they look like like the Browns are gonna Brown, man. I don't I don't know what's going on. Baker doesn't look the same like he did last year. He had less weapons last year, and through this through three weeks with uh, these you know all these weapons, uh, they they stink. They do. Like they can't they they can't score. They can't uh, you know. They're they're a lot of three and outs. I I don't know what's going on with them, man. Uh, Rams winning there, handle business one twenty to thirteen. And then we already talked about the debacle that was the Monday night game. The Bears that defense is just ridiculous. They win thirty one to fifteen. Your man's Case Keenum is buns. Start <laughs> Dwayne Haskins. Start Dwayne Haskins. So uh, anything else for week three? Uh, that sums it up. I'm- All right. All right, well, let's go. Uh, let's move on. Close it out with our yeah. Let's close it out with our week four with our week four picks. Uh, Thursday night game coming up in uh, about an hour. Eagles Packers. Eagles in danger of going one and three. Packers looking to go four and zero. Oh. Uh, I mean, do the Eagles come out desperation mode and you know what I mean? Get this W or you got Packers going four and zero? Oh? Talk to me. I mean. Logic is telling me I got to take the Packers, but there, I have this feeling. I got this feeling that the that the Eagles are going to come out with something tonight, and they're gonna they're they're gonna they're gonna win. I think the Eagles are going to somehow pull this out. Okay. I don't know how yet. I have no way of explaining why. I just have 
that that they're gonna that they're gonna beat Green Bay tonight. But but we will see. We will see. Okay. Uh, I I'm actually not mad at you for that. I um I I feel the same the same way. I don't know if I'm gonna go as far as to pick the Eagles to win, but I'm not mad at at you uh, feeling that way because I got a strange feeling too. What also helps me uh, with that feeling is I saw a stat. I saw a stat uh, that said, I think it was since, I forget what year, but uh, I think it was something like within their, within their last, uh, within their last four Thursday night games, the Eagles are four and up. So mm. they 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 usually play well on uh on these Thursday night games, albeit a short week. Getting back Alshon, which is going to be huge for them because obviously we we talked about them being decimated with injuries on the offensive side of the ball. So another weapon back for Wentz. But like we said, the Packers defense has been playing really well. They're at home. It's really hard, even when they have a Buns defense, to beat the Packers at Lambeau Field. So I got to go with the Packers, but I'm not mad at you picking the Eagles because I could totally see just out of pure desperation of not wanting to fall that far behind in the division and fall into one and three and to have the Cowboys pretty much sitting pretty. Um, and mm-hmm. I'm not mad. At, I'm not mad at all at that prediction, but I'm, I'm going to take the Packers. I don't blame you for that. All right. Uh, Sunday kickoff games. Deadskins at our New York Giants. Do the Redskins finally get a get a win? Does Case Keenum come out and light up that garbage ass secondary that we got? Uh, or does the legend of Danny Dimes continue? Um, you know what? This is a tricky game because the Redskins usually always play us tough. We'll beat their ass sometimes, but it's still a divisional game. Even though I have no faith in. Case Keenum, because uh, obviously for the, about the fifth time, I'm going to say that he's buns. But <laughs> uh, I don't know who's more buns, him or our defense. So uh, I think they're going to put up some points. I And I also believe that's why Vegas only has us favored by three, because they know that our defense sucks. So I wouldn't be surprised in the slightest that they pulled off the victory. But I, I think Tampa Bay has a better defense than – um, the Redskins do so, and we're at home. So I think uh, Daniel Jones will play well again, and I think we do enough to pull out the W. What say you, sir? Uh, I'm in the same boat. I think it's going to be a shootout of sorts, um, just because both our defenses are cheeks. Mm-hmm. So I can I can definitely see that, and it's probably going to come down to a kick. Um, and I just I think. I think we'll be able to pull it off. I think I think we got it. All right. I'm gonna go with so Giants. We, all right. So Eagles, Packers. You got the Eagles. I got the Packers. Redskins, Giants. We're both taking the Giants. All right. Moving on. Uh, oh, Jesus. Um, Titans at Falcons. I have zero faith in either one of these teams. So uh, I'm gonna go with the Falcons. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the Falcons just because they're home. But on the same token, this is the type of game that the Titans will win. Mm-hmm. Like, this is just a game that they should not win. They, they'll they win, and then they'll go home and lose to fucking Gardner Minshew. Like, it's just what they do. I'm going to take the Falcons, but I'm not going to be – I wouldn't be surprised if the Titans somehow pulled off the win. Apparently, neither would Vegas because uh, 
Vegas only has Atlanta as a four-point favorite. So I'm going to take the Falcons just by default because they're home. No, what say you? I'm going to do the same. I think uh, Matt quarterback at home. He's always plays better. So yeah. just that alone is enough for me. And just I didn't see anything out of Tennessee last week that made me want makes me want to pick them this week. So, right. yeah, I'm going to go with Atlanta. All right. Then we got the battle of the undefeated. Well, never thought we'd say that between uh, – well, one team we did, but the other team. We got the Patriots at the Bills. New England, even though the Bills are home and undefeated, back to life, back <laughs> to reality. <laughs> uh, New England is a seven-point favorite at the Bills. I'm going to take the Patriots, but I will show the Bills a little respect. Brady sometimes eerily has struggled with the Bills. So yes. I would still somewhat be shocked if they won this game, but at the same time not because, again, yeah, Brady sometimes has these games with, with the Bills, and the Bills have a good defense. That being said, I still have the Patriots winning. Yeah, this isn't it, – it's Battle of Undefeateds, but it's really not – in my mind, it's still not Battle of the Undefeateds because it's, it's Buffalo. It's, Buffalo yeah. is not going to be the undefeated top of the division team after this yeah. week. It, it, uh, I just don't see that happening. I mean, yeah, Buffalo's got a good defense and Brady does struggle, but New England's got a good defense too. And I don't think Josh Allen's going to play very well against them. And I just I trust New England's game planning more. I don't care where they play. I don't care if it's in Buffalo or if it's in Africa. They're gonna, they're gonna be fine. So, yeah, I'm gonna take New England. All right. So we both got New England. Uh, next game we got Chiefs at Lions. Another, oddly enough, technically battle of the undefeated. Mm-hmm. The Chiefs are three and zero. The Lions are two zero and one. Vegas has Kansas City favored by six and a half. Listeners out there, you don't really need to, I mean, do you really have to guess? You already know me. Ferrari fucking Pat. That's all I got to say. Chiefs, 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 Chiefs. Todd Dollar. No argument here. Another team I don't think deserves to be undefeated is the Lions. So They have played well, though. They played well, but they played against Carson Wentz, who had no weapons. They tied the Cardinals. Yeah. And who, who else did they beat? Um, I don't remember, but it was a game that I had them losing. I remember that. I remember I definitely didn't pick them to win it, and they uh they won. Let me go back and see real quick. The Chargers. No, I actually picked them to win that game. That's right. Oh, the Chargers. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that was probably they, your only impressive victory. Yeah. So I mean, I they, and they haven't seen anything like the Chiefs' offense. So I think they're going to get a little bit of a wake up call. On Sunday. So, yeah, I'm taking Kansas City. All right, next game we got Raiders at Colts. The Raiders are cheeks. I mean, mean, there's really nothing much else to say. The Raiders are going to Raider. They suck. The Colts, I mean, Jacoby Brissett is playing well. People have said that they thought he would step up, and he's been doing that. Uh, I don't know the availability, what the availability is, uh, excuse me, what the availability is going to be for T.Y. Hilton. He got injured in the game last week. He's still questionable to play this week. Even still, with all that, uh, in mind, 
they have the Colts favored by six and a half. I'm taking the Colts. Yeah. Um, the Raiders suck. I'm going to take the Colts. Um, I do think Josh Jacobs bounces back this week. I think he'll have a, a decent game against the Colts, but um, it's not going to be enough. Colts are Colts are going to be be able to get past that, and they're at home. All right. Uh, next game we got go Chargers go at oh, Jesus Christ at, <laughs> at 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 the Miami Dolphins. Uh, the the Chargers are favored by fifteen and a half. I mean, I, I the Dolphins are gonna win. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I don't. If not, na- no, fuck that. No, they're not. The Chargers, <laughs> the Chargers are gonna win this game. Yeah, I, I don't need to spend more time. The Dolphins suck. Tie dollar. Right, oh, I'm looking something up real quick. Okay. Oh no. I mean, the mind. Dolphins gotta win at some point, right? And just not this week. But, they do. But and- but. But uh, no, technically it's not. I, I guess I was gonna say it's uh, you know the, that same thing what I said about Detroit. Them weird, you know, uh, flights across the country with, with them West Coast teams. This is more flying down south, obviously. But uh, uh, Miami is just I can't see it, bro. I mean, maybe Josh uh, Josh Rosen pulls off some miracle miracle in Miami, but I'm taking the Chargers. Uh yeah, I'm gonna. I'm probably gonna take them too. I mean, I'm trying to look it up right now because I could have swore the last time the Chargers played a win. I mean, this was later in the season, but they played a winless team late in the season. I can't find when it was, but it was like week like twelve or something, mm-hmm. and they lost to a winless team. Maybe it was the Browns. I don't remember, but they. I I'm pretty sure they have a history of losing to winless teams. Winless teams. I don't think it'll happen. Okay. I think the Dolphins are just that terrible. And the Chargers need a bounce back week. I mean, they're one and two. I didn't think the Chargers would be one and two after three weeks. Yeah. I don't think anybody did. I mean, and it has not been because of the absence of Melvin Gordon. So, yeah. Um, I, th- I think the Chargers will, will bounce back this week. And they won't have – I mean, I don't think it was a huge distraction anyway, but the distraction of Melvin Gordon is now gone. Right. He's he's back. He's working out for the team. I think that'll give them some life too. I'm gonna take the Chargers. All right. Do do the Dolphins cover the spread? You wanna you wanna go there again? What what what's the spread? Uh, Chargers by fifteen and a half. Uh. No. Okay. You're not, no, you're, no. Not, you're not fucking with it no more. <laughs> okay. I'm. I'm, I'm that ship has sailed. Cover the spread. That ship has sailed. Okay. Uh, one other question. Do the Dolphins go zero and sixteen? Ooh. I think they win a game. I think they win a game. I, th- I don't know which. I haven't looked at the schedule. A date. I think they'll be Washington. The, oh, okay. If I have to pick one. Okay. I might have them pl- pick and pick them to beat Washington. Let's see. Uh, do I have their schedule? I have their schedule right here. So there's Chargers. Obviously, the Redskins are after their bye week, which makes me want to pick them even more for that. Is game. that in Miami or yeah. at Washington? That. Is at home. Okay, mm-hmm. that is in Miami. Okay, so there's that. Has, but ha, has, what what week is that? After the bye week, week six. Oh damn, they got after the Dolphins bye week. Okay, damn. So damn, they have a they have an early early bye week too. Uh, so they have a they have a bye week next week, week five. 
Yeah, after they play this week, they'll have a bye. I think that. So you think they're going to be week six? Yeah, okay, okay. I think that, but I don't see them. I'm looking at the rest of the schedule, and there aren't that many winnable games. Winnable games. Okay. They got they got to play Buffalo in Buffalo, Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh cheeks too, though they're zero three. Yeah, but nah, not not the same kind of zero and three as the Dolphins. Not not the, not the same kind of cheeks. <laughs> no, it's like the Bills are undefeated, but they're not the same kind of right, right, as the Chiefs. right. Like there's it's, cheeks, it's, there's I'm not there's cheeks, and then there's Dolphins cheeks. Like, <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. That that's their best shot to win. After the bye week, you have two weeks to prepare for them, and they're just as terrible as you. All right. I mean, you got your best shot for that week, but all right, we'll see. We'll see if they can. Uh... If they don't win that, I'll make a new new comment about their their season. Okay. All right. Uh, moving on, Browns at Ravens divisional game. Uh, I think this is going to be a good game. I think the Browns shake out shake out of their struggles a little bit. I I mean I I can't say definite because the Ravens. What well, we talked about this before the season, how we thought people were sleeping on the Ravens, how and so far we've been right, uh, and how and I we spoke about how how much faith we have in their defense. Tough task for the Browns on the road. I can't see them winning this game. I think they'll make it a game. I don't think it'll be a blowout, but I, I got the Ravens. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to take the Ravens too. I don't. It won't be a blowout either. I actually think this is going to be a low-scoring game. I think this will probably be like a 12-9 kind of game. Um, just because I, I think that I think the if anything's going to step up, it's going to be the Browns' defense. Right. Um, I just don't see the Browns' offense changing yet. Until Baker changes, nothing else is going to change on that offense. So, okay. um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Ravens. Uh, Panthers at Texans. Uh, I got to pick an upset for the week, so I'm actually going to take the Panthers. Okay. Uh, Kyle Allen. Kyle Allen played great last week. Um, and again, the te- uh, Vegas has to be somewhat leery about it too, because at home, Houston's only favored by four. So, I uh, I'm probably gonna be wrong, but who knows? Maybe uh, I, I went against them last week. Granted, the Cardinals are a, a lot worse team than the Texans, but I, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Panthers, and uh, I think they get to two and two. Okay. Okay. That bold. I'm, I'm gonna take. I don't. I just. Okay. I don't see. I mean, Kyle Allen. Yeah, he was impressive last week. But I, Houston's a different animal than Arizona, and yeah, you know they have film on him now. So I yeah. think you know they're gonna shut down the run with McCaffrey. They're gonna make him beat him, and you know we're gonna see if they can. I don't really honestly think they can. I think Houston's got the advantage at home, and. You know, they got the best receiver in the league. They got Watson. It's I, I don't think it's gonna be too much for them. Okay. Uh, next game, we really don't even have to spend much time on Buccaneers at Rams. Rams are favored by nine and a half. I'm not even gonna give you a whole spiel. I got the Rams. No, I am too. But I'm I'm not gonna say that it's gonna be this big blowout either. It, the the Rams haven't impressed me this year with the way they've been playing, so it, it wouldn't surprise yeah. me if this was going to be a close game. Rams are undefeated. They're not impressively undefeated. Like they're not blowing teams out. They're not. They're not showing me full potential that they did last year. So, right. I could right. definitely see this being a close game, but no, I'm still going to take the Rams. 
the only reason why I somewhat disagree with you only is because Jameis Winston is the quarterback. I have no, I have no faith. I don't care what he's done. He's played okay so far, but it was against the Giants secondary, who's terrible, and it was against uh, who was it the week before? Carolina. The Car- Carolina. Yeah. Okay, but that was with Cam at quarterback. So. Uh yeah, no, nah, no, nah, I have no faith in Jameis Winston. Rams, uh, Seahawks at Cardinals. Not gonna spend a whole lot of time on this too. Uh, the Cardinals, they they're just not a good team. The rookie, yeah, I think he'll play well. He's been playing decent. Maybe he can pull up an upset. Seattle's only favored by five and a half. Uh, which is you know, I mean, you're on the road, so that's still a a good you know a nice road spread. But yeah, I got the Seahawks. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to pick against Seattle. I I think that uh after after the loss last week they're going to back back this week. I'm, the only thing I will say is that the Seahawks usually struggle a little bit against the Cardinals. So, I can definitely mm. see this being a much closer game than people think. I think this this can okay. easily come down to a field goal. Okay. Um just cuz the Cardinals always play them tough. So, uh I'm still going to take Seattle just cuz I think that they're they're talented enough to do it, but I would not yeah. be surprised if Arizona made this a, a real competitive game. Okay. Uh, moving on, next game. My, uh, In my opinion, the game of the week, we have the Vikings at the Bears. Uh, Ch- Chicago is only favored by two at home, and I think partly is because their quarterback's Mitchell, Mitchell Trubisky. And who, who played – who played well, but he played against the Redskins. This is going to be a different animal in that Vikings defense. But uh, I got to side with the Bears because I have no faith in your man's Kirk Cousins. So, Bears. But I do think this is going to be a really good game, and I wouldn't be shocked if the Vikings pulled it off only because they also have a good defense. So, Bears, who you got? You know, this one's tough. Because yeah. both quarterbacks are cheeks. So it's really. <laughs> <sighs> Who's more cheeks? <laughs> like... <laughs> it's tough because Trubisky had a great game last week, but I have a very strong feeling yeah. he's going to revert back to his old ways come, yeah. back, come this week. Uh... <sighs> the only thing. It's really going to come down to the Bears' run defense because yeah, Dalvin Cook yeah. has been killing it. Dalvin Cook. He's Dalvin the only Cook reason that team isn't winless right now. Him and, and the, that defense has been helping too, but Dalvin Cook right. has been lighting it up. But Yeah, facts. That's what it's going to come down to. Uh, I don't know. Got to so, give me a winner, man. If, if there's a weakness to the Bears' defense, I think it's against the run. So, you know what? I'm going to go with Minnesota. I think if Minnesota okay. can just pound it enough with Dalvin Cook, Kirk Cousins will only have to throw it like 10 times like he did in week one, and they'll be able to pull it off. I, I, I think that'll be enough. So, I'm okay. I'm going to take Minnesota in, in a close one. But, I, obviously, I wouldn't be surprised if Chicago won either because that defense is nasty. But I, I saw, even on Monday – I saw the Redskins get a couple creases that, you know, that right. AP almost broke through. So, I can, I can see if they run Dalvin Cook enough, he's he's a little more athletic than AP is now. So, I can I can see it. So I guess we'll see. 
We'll see. But I'm going to take Minnesota. All right. Uh, Jaguars at Broncos. I got uh, the, the I. Mm, they got the Broncos. I. Mm, I got the Jaguars winning this game. Denver. Denver's favorite uh, by 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 a field goal. But I, I like the way the Jaguars looked last week with Gardner Minshew. I have no faith in Joe Flacco. Uh, quick, give me a winner because I I gotta I gotta wrap this up. I gotta go. But <laughs> who who you got? Ja- Jaguars at Broncos. Who you got? I'm I'm with you. I think I'm gonna take the Jags too. I don't have any faith in Joe Flacco. The only thing I'm a little concerned about is that Jalen Ramsey isn't gonna play. Um, okay. So. You know, that has me a little hesitant. I still think the Jags defense will, will be able to do enough because, I mean, he's not that whole defense. He's a good chunk, but the rest of the defense is still pretty damn good. Um, so I'm still going to take the Jags. Okay. Uh, Sunday night game, Cowboys at Saints. Cowboys 3-0, and Saints 2-1. and Teddy Bridgewater, obviously the quarterback. I'm going to show them a little, little respect. Vegas has Dallas favored by two and a half. I'm going to take the Saints, but I wouldn't be surprised if the Cowboys won. Uh, give me a winner. Uh, I'm going to take Dallas. I I, okay. I still don't have complete belief in Dak Prescott, but he hasn't shown me anything this year for me to doubt him yet. So, mm-hmm. And the Saints defense has not played well. So I'm I'm going to go with, with the Cowboys. And they, they tend to play well in, in the Superdome. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to take the Cowboys. All right, and last but not least, we got Bengals at Steelers Monday night. Owen Bowl. Cheeks and cheeks. Uh, uh, somebody's getting the win. Owen <laughs> three. Somebody's got to win the Owen Bowl. Uh, I'm gonna take the Steelers. I guess I don't know. I don't care. Whatever. <laughs> Give me a winner. <laughs> uh yeah, I'm gonna take the Steelers too. I think they're gonna hand it to James Conner. I think he's gonna be able to get it out. Really, it's just because they're home, and I think the home crowd's gonna do enough to. Give him that little boost to get him, get him that first win for Mason okay. Rudolph and the rest of the team. So it's just cheeks, but it doesn't matter. The Steelers will probably win. All right, all right. Well, we're gonna wrap it up there, my brother from another Ty Dollar. I appreciate yes, you. Sir. As well. Yes, sir. We'll get up back up next week. See, uh, you know how everything went, and yeah, man, another episode in the books, my yes, brother. Sir. You already know. You know. Thank y'all for listening. Play Action Podcast, signing out.